Favorite Things Podcast, Nicheless Tidbits of Happiness. Today I'm starting with a poem. It's one that you've most likely heard, but you probably won't know it until the last stanza. It's called Song for a Fifth Child by Ruth Herbert Hamilton. Mother, oh mother, come shake out your cloth, empty the dustpan, poison the moth. Hang out the washing and butter the bread, sew on a button and make up a bed. Where is the mother whose house is so shocking? She's up in the nursery, blissfully rocking. Oh, I've grown as shiftless as little boy blue, lullaby, rockaby, lullaby, loo. Dishes are waiting and the bills are past due. Pat a cake, darling, and peek, peekaboo. The shopping's not done and there's nothing for stew. And out in the yard, there's a hullabaloo. But I'm playing Kanga and this is my rue. Look, aren't her eyes the most wonderful hue? Lullaby, rockaby, lullaby, loo. Oh, cleaning and scrubbing can wait till tomorrow, but children grow up as I've learned to my sorrow. So quiet down cobwebs, dust go to sleep. I'm rocking my baby. Babies don't keep. This poem written by Ruth Hamilton was first published in 1958. It honors the everyday efforts of a mama. It brings to light the sacred that's inside of the mundane highlighting the cultural tensions that pull at us all as mothers, even still today. Bills, errands, and housework will always be there, so we should savor the precious and the short time that we're given with our babies while they are babies. It is such a needed reminder to take your time, that all of the other things can wait. We usually just hear the last few lines, I'm rocking my baby and babies don't keep. But what stands out to me the most about this poem is the title, Song for a Fifth Child. Even after four other children, this mother still needed to remind herself to stop and smell that sweet new baby. Makes me wonder if I'm doing that enough. I'm not sure I'm even equipped to share or talk on motherhood. First, because um struggled as a mom. Second, um, my oldest is just now 13, so I don't know if I've succeeded yet. I suppose with motherhood, you can never fully know. This job is never going to be done. We joke about 18 years, but if you're like me and you call your mom often, then you know your job is probably never going to be done. A while back, I'd found this quote that I think properly resonates with the journey into motherhood. It's by Alexandra Sachs. You see, when your first baby is born, so is a mother, both unsteady in their own way. We mostly hear about the bliss and we rarely hear about the loneliness. Motherhood is the hardest thing you will ever do, yet it brings an amazing love. If I'm being honest, my transition to motherhood was not a very pretty one. I thought I would be so much better at this. Of course, before I had kids, I was so much better at parenting. Let me tell you about one of those moments that all people experience before having kids. You know, the ones where they say, oh, I'll never let my kids do that. We were in a pharmacy waiting room with over a hundred other folks, all holding a number, silently begging for it to appear on one of the 10 windows so they could get their prescription and go home. This little girl is running crazy. She's slinging magazines off the side tables. She's looking in people's bags and purses and being very loud. Her mother, 
is talking on the phone. Every minute or so, she would say, Victoria won. And then she would go back to her conversation. She eventually stopped talking on the phone. And I think everyone in the room was holding their breath and let it out. Finally, this mother would get her daughter under control. Victoria won. She was now texting. Victoria won. She wasn't even looking up from her phone. An elderly lady did try to help with the situation by playing with a little girl and showing her some colors she had to entertain, but it was a fruitless attempt. And again, the little girl's on the loose. Victoria, Victoria won. I wanted to get up and scream so badly. Two, three, lady, two, three. Now, I have never let my kids get that wild yet, but I think often of this event that so many people were angry and grumbling, including myself. But what I want to point out here is the older lady. She tried to help distract the girl. She tried to read her a book. She tried to provide her with pen and paper. Although it didn't distract Victoria for long, I noticed it. I often think of this lady attempting to calm a wild child. She was so gentle and patient. Looking back now, I see the wisdom in that. Now, there might have been so many reasons why that woman let her daughter go free. Maybe she was just a lazy mom. Or maybe she was on the phone with her deployed husband. Maybe there was a family death. Maybe an emergency. Maybe she just came from a doctor and got horrible news. Maybe she was stressed and barely able to hold herself together while waiting in an incredibly long line. Maybe she was a great mom on a bad day. Have you ever had a bad mom day? I have thought for years now that we need a universal sign for moms, a way to cheer each other on in the midst of chaos and tantrums. So when my kid is having a fit in the store, you can toss up a hand much in the same way as a peace sign or a wave that says, carry on mama, you're doing good. Because we feel so judged and not good enough in those moments. We need to be encouraging each other in this parenting gig. Life is so like this, isn't it? We have so many things and we rarely take a few minutes to just enjoy what is. We see the world through our own grumblings and complaints instead of wondering and thinking about what is someone else experiencing? You know, in the last few years, meditation and mindfulness have made quite a splash in the self-care industries. Mindfulness is being present. It's having the ability to rest and enjoy the here and now, being fully engaged in whatever it is you're doing. Meditation, on the other hand, is really misunderstood. I I think movies and TV shows have showed us that people meditate because they're trying to change something. Meditation isn't about becoming a different person or a better person. It's about training yourself in awareness to have a healthy sense of perspective. You're not trying to turn off your feelings or thoughts. You're trying to observe them without judgment. And I think as mothers and as parents, we can use meditation. There are many paths to meditation, but for me, finding 30 minutes of uninterrupted, quiet, chaos-free time doesn't happen often. So I have found two different one-minute meditations that I really enjoy. So I'm going to share that with you. The first thing is you want to find a quiet place to settle into a comfy chair, or just lay completely flat on the ground on your back. You do want your spine elongated to help with your breathing, getting a full breath in. 
Then you want to start in with your breath. You want to breathe in through your nose, hold it in pause, and out through your mouth. You can do this for a count of 10. Do multiple counts of 10 if you feel you need it. Once you get your breath under control, you're then going to focus your mind through your whole body. I typically start at my toes and I just slowly mentally walk through all the parts and pieces of my body. And you're not looking to find a list of things that are wrong or something else that you need to do. You're actually just trying to observe your body and be aware of everything going on in your body. Then when you get to your mind, you're going to free it. And a free mind might be really calm. It might have nothing in it. But also sometimes when you meditate, your free mind is actually a list of exploding ideas and thoughts coming at you. To finish your meditation well, you want to take something out of your meditation and put it into your day. I like to think meditation into mindfulness. What did I think of during my meditation that I can implement into my day and be mindful of? So the second way that I meditate is called mantra meditation. And it's simply picking out a phrase and repeating it again and again. You can do this repeating out loud or just in your mind. It is important that the phrase you choose is actually a true statement. You are not trying to manifest something you don't have into your life. You're trying to bring to light the good things that are already in your life, the blessings that you already have. And you're trying to put them in the forefront of your mind so that the rest of your day it's there as a big reminder that you already have this awesome thing. You already are this amazing person. So that's what mantra is. And you would just repeat that basically for the whole of the minute that you have. So you want to sit down, find a comfy place. You want to focus on your breathing. You want to scan your body. And when you get up to your mind, you're then going to focus your mind completely instead of freeing it. And that's the big difference between the two. A mantra meditation that I go to often is my favorite tagline, choose joy, and then I imagine a peace sign. To me, you need both of these. You see, joy is an expression of God's goodness, and peace is being thoughtful of all the joy in your life. So choose joy. Come back next week. For more nicheless tidbits of happiness, as always, choose joy, XOXO, Lisa Jones.